Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Our second reading this morning comes from Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica, and you can find it on page 206 of the New Testament. So hear now the word of the Lord. As to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we beg you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as though from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the lawless one is revealed, the one destined for destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. Do you not remember that I told you these things when I was still with you? But we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief and the truth. For this purpose, he called you through our proclamation of the good news, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm, hold fast to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by our letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope. Comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for this day as we gather together. We ask, O Lord, that as we come together in this place, that your spirit dwells among us, that it may open our hearts, that it may open our minds, that it can shake us up, O Lord, turn us upside down to show us where it is you are calling us to be your people, so that in coming to things with a new sight, a new vision for the future, we may truly then be your hands and your feet. We ask this in your most blessed name. Amen. What was the last thing you said to someone? Or perhaps, like I mentioned before, what was the last thing you sent to someone via text or Snapchat, Twitter, or Instagram, or any other social media platform you might be on right now? I won't ask you to pull out your phones and share them with us. But do take a second to recall the last thing you said or sent to someone. 
thinking about it. I believe the last thing I sent this morning was to a friend in Korea who had let me know that they passed an exam and earned their teaching certification, so I congratulated them. But all of this is to say that we have a multitude of ways of expressing ourselves. And that's a gift. It's a gift that has limitless possibilities. And it's a gift that we do not always give the respect it deserves. The words that we use not only show what is on our hearts, but also has the power to shape them as well. This morning we are confronted by the power of our words, the words that we speak to one another, the words that we say in the secret of our own hearts. We're confronted by that power. And we see that this morning. Because, you see, Paul found himself in quite a quandary this morning. He receives word that amongst the church in Thessalonica, there are rumors being spread. Rumors of what one leader said or what one group of people did. It gets to the point where people are even buying into the fake news that Jesus has come back. So Paul writes to them. Paul writes to them hoping to reorient their wayward minds, hoping to set them back on the path that God has put them on, to recenter their hearts on the things that are at the core of their faith. Perhaps you're familiar with those kind of words. Maybe you've been on the receiving end of rumors that were aimed at you. Maybe you've witnessed firsthand, or not, chain emails or texts that seem to propagate inaccurate stories about someone or something. Or maybe you've dabbled in or partaken in the infamous parking lot meeting. You know the meeting after the meeting where the real work gets done? <laughs> Words have power. Words mean things. They are one of the very few things that we can actually control. How we use them is a reflection of ourselves. It's a reflection of the realities we want to see made real in this world. Realities that can either bring us together or realities that have the power to tear us apart using fear and hate and anger. This morning, as we reflect during this season of stewardship, I want us to consider the words that we use as an act of stewardship. Because as I said before, words mean things. They convey not only our feelings of love, of hate, joy, and sorrow, but they also articulate the connections that we have towards one another, the connections we have towards God. And if we aren't careful, if we aren't careful with good steward, by practicing good stewardship of our words, if we aren't careful of what rolls off our tongue or flows from the tips of our pen or comes furiously from typing in that comment section, we will find that our lack of care 
will inflict some serious harm on our relationships, our communities, and the body of Christ. And as we look around us, as we can see the faces of those who are gathered here in this place, in our towns, in our homes, what have you, the act of stewardship of our words becomes ever more important. Because we hear so many voices, so many words, we read so many things. And with rhetoric from powers that seem to be on high, that aim to split us, divide us, pit neighbor against neighbor, may we not, in those cases, as Paul wrote, may we not be shaken. May we instead that we are find that we are rooted, that we are nourished and fed by the Spirit of God who is with us as we move, speak, and have our being. To be fair, you may wonder why the words we use would be part of a conversation about stewardship. And that is because the things we speak also give vision to the work that we all do together. Together as a church, as a body of individuals who are all broken, yet all whole at the same time. In our stewardship of our language, we will find that we have to give up things in order to receive the promises of God. So that means perhaps instead of lamenting about how things in the church have changed, such as instead of saying, I wish there were more people here on Sunday morning, we might say instead, I am open to seeing what new things God is calling our church to do. You see, what we say externally, by words or whatever means, the words we say externally and the words that we say internally drastically impacts our vision for what it means for us to be the church God has called. And letting go of our lament or frustrations, we may find the new word, the new word, the good word, we are called to speak as we make space for the Spirit of God to enter in, like a fresh new breath of air. It would be my hope, it would be my prayer, that we take seriously the charge that we find in this morning's reading. That if we dare to call ourselves followers of Christ, disciples of God Almighty, then we might honestly change the way we use our gifts of communication to shape not only our ministries, but to shape our own faith as well. That means we are challenged whenever we find fault or criticism. That means we are challenged whenever we feel as though we have been hurt. That means we are challenged to be good stewards of our words because the very God who spoke the word world into being has tasked us with the responsibility of creating a church of love with the words that we speak. It doesn't mean that we can't speak what is on our hearts. What it means, though, is that we do have to change our attitudes when talking about the things that are important to us. The people who were gathered at the church in Thessalonica were distracted. They had become so caught up in the noises of the city, 
the ads, the billboards, the glistening signs, the internet banners or YouTube uh, advertisements, TV talk shows, that they had begun to forget the good news, the good words that reminded them of who they were as people called by God. With everything that goes on in our lives, we too may find that we are like those who were in Thessalonica. We may be overwhelmed by what we hear. We may feel it pushing us down. And in some cases, we may be the ones intentionally or unintentionally speaking those harsh words or spreading those malicious rumors. But in the midst of all of that, in the midst of all those things that you and I, those who are all in this area wrestle with, in the midst of all of those complexities, Paul steps in. Paul steps in and he says, hello, take a step back, breathe, listen to my words, the words of God. Don't you remember what I told you, how you were people that God had chosen? And I love then how Paul ends this passage for today with a reassurance, an encouragement, a hope for a new vision. Paul says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us through grace, gave us eternal comfort and good hope. Comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and deed. Friends, as Paul said, as what I have been saying all along, it is only by grace, and it is only by the love of God, in which God has spoken us into being, brought us all together to weave our stories together, to work, to labor, and stand side by side, to be the body of Christ. And so as we consider what that mission means to us, will we take heed to the words we've heard this morning? Are we willing to let go? Are we willing to change the way we speak to one another, to ourselves, and to God for the sake of this shared mission? And if you don't already know, that mission can get pretty messy. It may seem like a task that is out of reach, but that is why God sent Christ Jesus into the world. It is why the Spirit of God dwells among us in this place and wherever we go. So as we continue to reflect on the stewardship of our words, of how our words shape us and our vision and our common calling, may we feel emboldened. May we be invigorated. May, I dare say, may the Spirit come and shake our Presbyterian souls. May the Spirit dwell among us as we consider the gifts of our words and our ways that we speak to one another. Because in doing so, we will find that we are reminded that God is with us. And that we have the gift of the Spirit who gives us eternal comfort 
and good news. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.